the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I wish you a happy and gloomy St. Patrick's Day. At least it's gloomy now. Very dark, very gray out there, very rainy. Well, that may improve as the day goes on. Uh, Hopefully, uh, the situation will improve with our country, its banking system. Uh, Nothing wrong with the Biden family banking system, that's for sure. Except now the House Oversight Committee may be finding out too many details about it. We will flesh that out for you today as you join us for a Friday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show here on 98.9 The Answer. And 94.5, the answer. I can't imagine it's going to be too much fun to be part of the St. Patrick's Day parade in this kind of weather. And downtown Columbus should be a real box of chocolates today with fans from, what is it, Michigan State and USC crowding into Nationwide Arena at the moment for a 12-15 tip-off in the NCAA basketball tournament, I believe. And the St. Patrick's Day parade starting at about the same time, although not in the same area. Let me greet my uh, producer for the day, Mr. Alan Rogers. Hello, Alan. Hello. Um, have you received or any of your uh, associates in your family received any uh, $1 million uh, wire transfers from uh, the Chinese Communist Party lately? Not lately. Not lately? No. Okay, not, well, that, not lately. that would distinguish you from the Bidens. Uh, I guess although theirs weren't lately either. House Oversight Committee uh, yesterday noting that uh, a business associate of the Bidens back in 2017, his name is Rob Walker, might have heard his name before when you heard very briefly the name Tony Bobolinsky because Tony Bobolinsky was a business associate of Hunter Biden. He has a bunch of text messages, emails, Slack channel messages, and the like. Confirming all that, uh, Tony Bobolinsky talked about Rob Walker. Rob Walker is the guy who got a $3 million payment from uh, the Chinese energy company CEFC. And then shortly after that, Uh, Rob Walker started sending lots and lots of money to Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, that's Joe Biden's brother, and Ashley Biden. Now, who is Ashley Biden? No, excuse me, Hallie Biden. I can't keep all the Biden women straight. Hunter has quite the black book. Uh, Hallie Biden is the widow of President Biden's son, Beau. You remember Beau. He's the Biden who, you're told, died in Iraq, except he didn't. He may have gotten, may have gotten, brain cancer while serving in Iraq. We don't know that. It's never been proven. But it's been stated often by Joe Biden that Bo Biden died, and I quote, in Iraq. Not a joke. I said that too sharply for it to be Joe Biden when he says it. It's more like, in Iraq. So anyway, uh, this Hallie Biden 
was defended yesterday on Twitter by uh, Geraldo Rivera that it's pathetic for James Comer, head of the House Oversight Committee, to be targeting the widow of Joe Biden's deceased son, Beau. Well, that may sound, I mean, technically that's accurate. She is the widow of President Biden's deceased son, Beau. She's also the same woman who had an affair with Bo's brother Hunter when Hunter was strung out on crack and betting all kinds of Russian hookers. So I'd pump the brakes a bit, Geraldo, on holding her up as a paragon of virtue. She got a lot of money. Jim Biden got a lot of money. Hunter Biden got a lot of money. And it's all perfectly legal and normal, according to the White House. See, normally, when something like this happens, the White House would rush in to say, well, this is nonsense. This is utter craziness. There's no way this is real. They've misread the suspicious activity reports from the bank or Walker had nothing to do with Hunter Biden. They weren't in business. You can't produce. No, that's that's not the defense. Uh, the defense is, yes, they, they all got the money and uh, there's nothing wrong with them getting the money. That they are perfectly allowed to get the money. I'm shocked by the brazenness of that, but perhaps I shouldn't be, uh, given what went on yesterday on Capitol Hill with Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, who just pretty much flat out said, yeah, we're going to bail out some banks and other banks we're not going to bail out, and I don't even know like how we decide it. We have a committee, and I get last right of refusal or approval, and it's probably, this is me talking, just a coincidence that the banks they've bailed out so far were in California and New York. Probably just a coincidence. Wonder what will happen if a bank that is in uh, Florida goes under. They'll probably rush right in to save it, or one in Ohio. It'll be right here before you know it, just like they were in East Palestine. Uh, So, lots and lots of money from China, and... uh, James Comer, who's a bulldog on this, man, isn't he? He's just a bulldog. Like, James Comer, he's really good at reading stuff that would make the rest of our eyes glaze over. Bank reports and numbers and all that. Uh, Here's what James Comer says to defend his investigation. The Oversight Committee is concerned about the national security implications resulting from President Biden's family receiving millions of dollars from foreign nationals. We will continue to follow the money trail and facts to determine if President Biden is compromised by his family's business schemes and if there's a national security threat. Remember the time when, I I forget who it was, a political party in America got really upset because they thought a sitting president uh, had an illicit relationship with a hostile foreign actor? Oh, wait, it's coming back to me now. The hostile foreign actor was Russia. The president was Donald Trump. Remember how that was like a huge deal and that there was like some Russian woman who met with Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. And that was like a huge deal. I don't think there were millions of dollars in money transferred from those uh, Russian representatives to the Trump family. But I can imagine how much the mainstream media would have salivated over it if that had in fact occurred, if they in fact had suspicious activity reports from banks saying, oh, look at this, Eric Trump got a half a million dollars. And 
Don Trump Jr. got a half a million dollars. And, I mean, they're listed as partners on some of the Trump ventures and Trump hotels here, there, and everywhere. So, obviously, the president got it. I'm pretty sure, aren't you, in that situation, that the Democratic media, I repeat myself, uh, would have given the president the benefit of the doubt. I'm pretty sure of that, aren't you? Yeah, me neither. Uh, Here's the um, White House view of this. After a disgusting attack, lamenting that the president's deceased son, Beau, was never prosecuted while he was alive, Congressman Comer has now decided to go after Beau's widow. Well, I mean, if she broke the law, you know, Merrick Garland keeps saying without fear or favor. So the fact that she, the the, the daughter-in-law of Joe Biden and the bed partner of Hunter Biden shouldn't make any difference, should it? Kellyanne Conway got to the root of this. Kellyanne Conway got right to the root of this. Joe Biden spent more than 50 years in government. He has multiple beach houses. Government doesn't pay that well. Nancy Pelosi is rich beyond all of our wildest dreams. Kellyanne Conway cuts to the chase on why this matters. When people, when Americans, that's my business. When Americans look at Washington, D.C., and they don't like what they see, this is why. When they see that you can be in government for 50 straight years, and yet you're worth tens of millions of dollars, and then family members who have no experience are also benefiting thusly, it's rankling to folks. If I were the Democrats and I had a one-seat majority in the Senate and I don't have a majority in the House, I'd be very careful looking at that 2024 political map with all the vulnerable Democratic senators. The way I handle this, when the growing number of Democrats vocally and in everybody's polling say they don't really want Joe Biden to run again, it's a very fraught time to be defending the Biden family on this nonsense with the public against you and yet saying maybe he shouldn't run for a second term. Yeah. The one thing about the Democrats, they are evil, they are despicable, they are liars, and they are really stupid. Really stupid in the sense that this could be your get-out-of-jail-free card. This is your way to get rid of Joe Biden. Well more than half your party doesn't want him to run again. Everything he touches turns to dung. Yet, just like you did on COVID, where you could have used COVID and the vaccines to disparage Donald Trump because he came up with them, you instead doubled down on their efficacy and you have still remained welded to the idiotic narrative that COVID vaccines are a good thing. This is your ticket to be free of Joe Biden. You got plenty of time to go find some successor and position them as the answer to leadership issues and younger, more energetic ideas on the Democratic side of the ticket. I just don't know why. When you are handed a victory, you won't take it. I'm glad you're stupid. Uh, I'm glad uh, that you are apparently going to stick with this oatmeal-brained, ridiculous excuse for a leader. I just don't understand why you're doing it. So we had another young Columbus citizen uh, die from being murdered. Uh, He was shot over the weekend, 15-year-old Keyshawn Watson. 
Uh, he died yesterday. He had lingered in the hospital for a few days. So the story that we gave you yesterday about teenagers being murdered and murdering in the city of Columbus uh, gets worse. Now, I also told you yesterday that as we related the story of a young man whose mom let him get a gun because he was afraid, given the violence in the part of the city where he lived, uh, that his uh, murderer was going to be in court yesterday morning and the mom of the victim was going to testify. Apparently her testimony did not uh, mean too much to uh, the judge in the case because uh, the 15-year-old who committed the murder, Nasir Najay, uh, received essentially probation. Probation for murder. Uh, Franklin County Juvenile Judge James Brown sentenced Injai to community control with the County Juvenile Community Enrichment Services. Oh, doesn't that sound wonderful? The Community Enrichment Services. Ah, Njai will create, oh, the murderer will create a success plan. Something tells me that maybe he's not the best authority on what constitutes success and failure. Well, if it comes to killing. He's good at that. <laughs> uh, Check that one off. He will create a success plan with goals and services and complete his probation when the juvenile court system is satisfied. Well, I mean. I bet that's a high bar to get over, satisfying the juvenile court system, which uh, advocates turning car thieves loose the day they steal a car so they can get out and, you know, go steal another car. Uh, The juvenile court system cannot, I repeat, cannot extend his probation past his 21st birthday. So he not only got probation for a murder, it will be out of his life and no longer any constraint at all, which is probably just a minimal constraint at that, four years from now. So we're redefining the word success then. We're re- Alan, we're reimagining it. Oh. We're reimagining it. That's what we're doing. Uh, here, the judge ordered that if, I love this, if Njai misbehaves, I don't know, what do you think the odds are? He's he's murdered a 15-year-old and they say, oh, eh, don't misbehave. I think the jury has come back on that, and the odds are that he already is given to the benign term misbehavior. But if he should do it again and does not successfully complete his probation, he will face three years in adult prison. Three years. Now you might say, wow, three years. This kid murdered another kid. And the worst thing that can happen to him is four years of probation and three years in an adult prison. Gee, I wonder why we have a lot of youth murders and youth murderers in the city of Columbus. This is crazy. Of course, NJ says he shot in self-defense, an account Franklin County prosecutors dispute. Oh, his attorney yesterday, Frederick Benton, was in court and said this incident was a tragedy. Well, more for the other kid than your client. I can vouch for that. Both teens fired guns, and he said it could have easily been Injai who died and Dixon who lived. Yes, but that's not what happened. 
Dixon was in the eighth grade and had been 15 for three months when he died. Njai was a freshman in high school. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. I, I'm, at a loss, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. And again, I will say, where is Joyce Beatty? Where is Andrew Ginther? Where is Zach Klein? I mean, at the very least, aren't we all entitled to a press conference where Andrew Ginther will stand up and tell us how unacceptable this is? Do we never tire of Andrew Ginther telling us how unacceptable this is, don't we? And you know what? It would also, maybe Andy could reach into his handy pack of uh, cliched excuses and tell us again how uh, young people are uh, the future of Columbus. And because Andy is a Democrat, maybe he could get special dispensation from the White House to uh, access the trademark on phrases like, I take this very seriously, and I am doing everything I can. Because, I mean, after all, that is that is when you know that a problem is about to go away, is when a Democrat says, I take it very seriously. And I'm doing everything. Isn't that the Democrat national mission (sighs) statement? I'm doing everything I can. I'm mocking this and I should mock this because it is mockable, but it is real. It is, it is a young man's life. And I don't know the character of the young man. I just, he's dead. Okay. I mean, I find that. Why does it bother me? Someone who lives out in the country. Why does it bother me more? Why do I remember the names and faces of these kids and it doesn't appear to bother the people who purportedly represent them in elected office? Like, when's the last time Joyce Beatty was here to talk about anything other than some stupid community initiative like affordable housing that will turn newly built apartments into tenements inside 10 years. Look it up. Rent control is an absolute 100% lead pipe cinch way of turning your city into a hellhole. It just is. When's the last time she was here to talk about something other than that? Or, of course, some career criminal or someone who was already well on their way to becoming a career criminal who made about 20 bad decisions to end up in a confrontation with a law enforcement officer, which ended with the law enforcement officer firing their weapon and that citizen ending up wounded or dead. Joyce Beatty's here for that. She's in her top fuel dragster trying to beat Ben Crump and Al Sharpton to town when something like that happens. But a 15-year-old kid in Linden or Franklinton or the Hilltop, she doesn't care. See, your life doesn't matter to Joyce Beatty if it ends at the hand of another black teenager. Doesn't matter. She doesn't want to know it. She's too busy shopping for fancy clothes and hosting meetings of the Congressional Black Caucus.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.